Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's 2021, and this is the first episode of the year of Disney Parks and Beyond. I am joined by Craig. Hello. Uh, Mr. D. Happy New Lockdown. Uh, New Year, sorry. Well, it's one of the same, right? Yeah. One of the same. Uh, And of course, the delightful Sinead. Hello. Uh, and I'm Nick. I suppose I better mention my name as well. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm here as well. We let's start off as we mean to go on. We got our first complaint in in what? years. Yeah, actually not for this podcast for Universe Lost Dark. Um, somebody emailed with uh, some took some issues with some things that we said. Um, oh. I've not gone back and listened to them in context. So I've taken them kind of out of context. But we've had a, back, a bit of a back and forth, and I've, I think it's, I think we're okay. I hope we're okay. Um, I always like feedback, good and bad. So, uh, Kate, if you hear this, thank you. Regardless, it, you know, it wasn't my it, Kate, right? It was no, of course not. There was, it couldn't have been <laughs> angry Kate. Far, there, there was not enough expletives in the email uh, for it to be <laughs> Kate. So uh, maybe it's no. in the name. All Kates are just angry. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but uh, no, she's very gracious. I think she she was just grateful that she could write an email and she got response to it. So because she didn't think she was going to get response, I'm like, no, no, I'll take criticism, not a problem at all. Like it. Um, I want like originally I thought, well, you know what, we should have um, we should have a, a round table meeting, you know, production meeting, start of the year, what we're going to do, and everything like that. But you know what, sod that. That's how we're going to start this podcast episode. We'll just we'll just air it out. The public can hear what we're going to do. Um, so this is what I, I, I planned for the year, right? And interject if you want to change things or you've got issues, right? So uh, the first Monday of the month, i.e. now, um, we're recording Disney Parts and Beyond. So that's what we'll do on the first Monday of every month. Uh, week two, we'll do that, that Universal podcast. Uh, week three, Monday three of the month, we'll do uh, Disney Parks and Beyond again. Um, and then the fourth Monday of the month is when we'll do our Patreon shows. Okay. Everyone happy with that kind of schedule? Are you trying to do a proper schedule there? Yeah, I'm trying to do Is a that not what we do already? Kind of a schedule or a schedule? It, I want to make it official. I want to make it, you know, out there, this is what we're going to do, you know. Yeah, but then... By February, when we fell on our asses, bottoms. What can we say on this one? I, I can't remember. I don't think. I don't think. I think we can. I think we can do this. I think this is reasonable. We've got a big enough roster now. You know, tonight we're missing P Dubs. We're missing Ryan. Um, obviously, we're missing Mr. Ripley. Um, although, for those that want to hear Mr. Ripley, uh, alas, Branch and Ripley released a new episode for the first time since August yesterday. So, he is still part of the team. Um, but no, I just you know if we if we kind of like set our stall out like that, I think we've got it. Um, me and P Dubs obviously do Discover DLP. We'll probably do that mid month. That's not confirmed, but near enough. Damn it! 
Um, I just wanted to kind of set our stall out. That's what we're going to, you know, try and have a schedule so listeners know when to expect to, to hear stuff from us. So it's uh, good. And if we got that, that extra Monday, some months you might get a fifth Monday. Well, you know, we'll just see what happens. Special, see what happens. special editions. Exactly. Who knows? That That's it. That's exciting. Um, now it leads me to point number two. We've had a Patreon for, what, about two or three years now? So yeah. Gone up, gone down, different tiers, too many tiers, free gifts, no free gifts. Um, Craig doesn't like that, and I get that. Um, so I think I think this year we should streamline. Um, I think, Craig, I'll throw it to you first. I think fiver oh that's too expensive see this is what i don't want to hear like we don't need the money we're all minted like speak for yourself no one like no you are no one else is right three dollars three dollars no right and i'll tell you why and i'll tell you why because five dollars or five pounds five dollar it's it's price now because it changes right that gets you all the episodes early that also gets you at least at least two additional exclusive podcasts a month as well you want to you want to do a third one about fitness which is in, in the works and because of uh patreon dan today you and me are gonna start you and me are gonna try and do a mandalorian podcast yeah. Right. Just. So potentially, potentially, right? You will get between two and four exclusive podcasts. It's six at the moment. Let's bring it down to five, and then, and then we have one tier, and and then we scrap all the other tiers. Now I don't know how you do that, but I'll figure it out. Um, and we're going to do that tonight. That's a promise. That is not a promise. That's a Nick promise. No, Nick tonight. promise. A Nick promise is that he will edit this episode and put it out as soon as it's done. That's what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to try and figure out how to sort stuff out on Patreon. But it'll just be one tier, and that's it. Done. You get all that content for that. Um, I think... call it the Boris tier. Oh, no, no, no! Don't do that. We want people to to do it. We don't. No one wants to buy anything that's got Boris's name attached to it. Oh God. Plus, as well, look, we're going to be in lockdown for a while. Who knows? There could be a, a fifth super exclusive podcast. Who the hell knows? I feel like quiz coming on. Uh, yes, good point. Ooh, yeah. I'm glad you were oh, Mr. D. Oh, yeah. Because, obviously, as we recall this episode in the UK, uh, the entire UK now, we're all pretty buggered. We're all, um, we're all under <laughs> lockdown. Yeah. Well, we're all, we're all under lockdown for... Um, well, they they when did they say they reckon it's going to be too like Feb, yeah? I mean like. that's that's nonsense, right? Well, no one's believing that. That's just a start, and that's just yeah. a it's just an opening gambit. Exactly. So no, so we're going to be a while. So, uh, Mister D, what what do you think? Do you think the end of this month is too is too soon? Not at all. No. Yeah, that's all fine. Right. He already okay. has five million questions ready to go. That's weeks away. Yeah, I don't that's all that. I don't want to. I'll just drop it on him. All the right. best thing is, you set the date, get it, get it set up, and I'll walk to that. Don't worry about it. All right, I'll tell you what then. Can I throw a spanner in the works? Yeah. Of course you can. An awful lot of people do, uh, maybe not this January, but an awful lot of people do dry January, so should you wait until the start of Feb? No, because you don't need to It's not a spanner. That's a good That's a good show, actually. I mean, I'm sitting here just with have a glass a of alcohol, instead. So, 
I'm definitely. Oh no, same. Like I'm not yeah. doing dry January, but I know people do. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a thing I have heard. Imagine, imagine you're done dry January, and what is it? Veganary. Is that Veganary? Yeah. Veganary. Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's not it's no a bad meat time. and no alcohol. It's a bad time for those people. And you've got Movember, haven't you? Well, we've had. Yeah. That. Um, I'm done January. Yeah, we, <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come to that in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so if I if I'm looking at the calendar, so the 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 thirtieth and thirty first uh, is a Saturday Sunday, 29th, 30th, oh, okay. 31st. That's the last weekend of January. So why don't we throw it out there? We'll give you two options. We'll do a poll. We'll do it publicly on the Facebook page. Yeah, um, you're going to have uh, a week to uh, to cast your vote. And the the one with the nu- biggest number of votes wins. We'll do it on Patreon as well because it's easy to manage on Patreon. But we'll do it publicly yeah. as well. Um, yeah, cool. and then and then we'll go from there. Cool. Yeah, good. Done. Just At done. least one quiz. Who knows? You yeah. might get two quizzes done in lockdown. Yeah. But as Mister D said, uh, amongst other things, something very important to this podcast, which we haven't quite mentioned just yet, is the fact that. I need to ask what everybody's drinking. So I'm going to start with Craig because I know what Craig's going to tell me. So Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, Stella. Well, that's that's not dry. Nah, oh, I keep having to trip over my tongue here. Um, no, it's not dry, Nicholas. No. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I've got no no issues with that. Uh, Sinead, what are you drinking? I have got a Jameson ginger ale with a little bit of lime in it. Boom. A what? Jameson's? Yeah, and Jameson ginger with ginger ale. Huh. Jameson ginger ale with lime is beautiful. Would recommend. Ooh, okay, okay. I don't drink enough ginger beer. Um, Mr. D, I can kind of guess where you're going with your drink. Well, I know. Because I, no? I did throw you a little bit of a curveball oh. there because, because the gin will come up later, but mm-hmm. I'm going to start with my Christmas present. And I'll read it. I'll read the can. So you've already had one of these, Nick. At the very top, it says "Taste the Galaxy," mm. "Join the Core," "Original Stormtrooper Galactic Pale Ale," and at the bottom it says "Spacecraft Beer." See what they did there? Yeah, it's really Very clever. What's the? I'm sh- it, it, am I right in thinking? Because it's been a while since I've had one of those. Is it? Am I right in thinking that the the reason they've got the Stormtroopers, the proper Stormtroopers, on the packaging? is because the deal's been done with the company that created the Stormtroopers. So it's not a Star Wars-licensed beer, but it's kind of licensed to the designers of the Stormtrooper outfits. Uh, it says on the back of it, it says, Shepparton Design Studios. Yeah. This design is true to the original Stormtrooper costume made by uh, Andrew... Gainsworth, is it? At the Shepparton Design Studio London. So I think you're right there. Yeah, because I think because yep. there's some weird thing with that where basically the reason why they could make replica costumes like really good expensive but you know looked like the film quality replica costumes is because the Stormtrooper design wasn't owned by Lucas or wasn't right. part of Star Wars. So I don't really gotcha. know the ins and outs, but I know there's some funny business with that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I have got um a double Hendrix and uh, just normal uh low tonic water 
um, just just regular tonic water, but slim, slim, slim tonic water. That's the one. Um, what I realised when I poured out this double, um, poured it into this glass because I don't normally measure my spirits. I normally just free pour. And what I realised when I actually measured this uh, this uh, drink that I made, this double, is that I normally give myself about a triple, which explains quite a lot. Almost a quadruple. So this is just a double. But cheers, everybody! Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I do like Hendrix. Um, this is, as I mentioned to Mister D and, and Craig earlier, uh, this is Year Nine. Mm-hmm. This is this is we are we are a couple of weeks away from the original uh, anniversary of. Um, of this after dark, so we have been podcasting together now for for nine years. You're longer than most relationships I've ever had. Wow, it's it's quite scary, isn't it? Really, it is. But I don't think go. we should we should get something to mark ten years of service. You know, yes, tattoos, matching tattoos, matching Carriage. tattoos, carriage mm-hmm. clocks. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of magic bands, but there we are. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's that's obviously the more sen- most sensible option, but. <laughs> There, well, you, there is something to be said about carriage. Oh, oh, a we won't be getting them for free now. No, that is that, that is true. We'll have to pay for topical. Them. Yeah, um, we could. What about if we combine two of those ideas? We could get tattoos or carriage clocks. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moving on. <laughs> we've got two things. <laughs> two things we talk about in this podcast. We talk about Disney parks, and we talk about beyond the Disney parks. So let's start with what's going on inside. The Disney Park. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Does anybody want to go first? Sure, I can go first. Uh, obviously, um, Park Open has started again. It has. In the parks. <clears throat> um, there's uh, there's no monorail to from Magic Kingdom to Epcot, which makes park hopping a little bit harder. And rides are ride capacity has been increased, and I did want to talk about this. So they've extended the use of plexiglass in in between uh, seat rows in in certain rides, like obviously rides of the resistance was was one of the high-profile rides, things like Pirates of the Caribbean. But even in rides that don't have plexiglass, like Rock and Roller Coaster and Slinky Dog and Flight of Passage, they've actually started filling all the rows. Yeah. Which I find very strange and almost negligent, given the new strain of COVID, which is more contagious which has gone rampant in the UK, which is why today we've just gone into tier five and another lockdown. 
And I know that it's only in the UK. Well, I know that it's predominantly in the UK. The cases have been reported in the US. Um, and then you've got the South Americans, South African strain as well. It just doesn't seem like the right time to be putting people in close proximity. I mean, you think about the rock and roller coaster. I mean, they've banned carol singing or hymn singing in churches. If you're behind somebody who's screaming at the top of their head on rock and roller coaster and you're two feet behind them, it, it just doesn't seem right to me. No. Yeah, because I was, I was chatting to some friends yesterday and they were asking about just general Disney things. And I was saying that Walt Disney World was open and there were, I think, close to 32,000 cases in Orlando yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of wonder how, like, I get that they have increased the capacity in the park and that they're trying to get as many people through queues and stuff but like it just seems like you said quite negligent that they're just kind of like oh it's fine we'll just pop everybody in now like really well, yeah think... when we're going completely the other way i mean they, yeah. they've got thirty-two thousand cases and they don't have this new strain what happens if they get this new strain well because we had what like fifty thousand cases a day apparently um, the new strain has been found yeah America. it's been found in the u.s yeah um I, I I don't think Orlando has has had it yet. No, it, it's it's there. At the end of the day, if it's if it's on the continent, then it will spread, right? Um, Especially so to is... a major tourist destination where you've got people coming in from everywhere. Exactly. Um, and I think I think it was I saw on Craig's Twitter. Did you share a photo of like New Year's Eve at Magic Kingdom, Craig? I think so. Yeah. And it was just it was just madness, right? Just chaos, yeah. Yeah. I think it was still only thirty five percent capacity, but it was just herded. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I heard there was a bunch of vloggers that I think the park closed at like ten or something like that on New Year's Eve. And there was a bunch of vloggers trying to like hide around the park so that they wouldn't they'd still be there for midnight. And I'm like, these cast members have homes to go to. Like, get out, will you? Easy them. You know what? I know not all vloggers are, are idiots, but you do have to question their sanity sometimes, don't you? Yeah. You know, just the, other thing, the last one in the park, or yeah. you know, seeing the new year there because I hid in the parks. Just, oh, just go away. America's about to nosedive big style because um, Christmas everybody flew home to be with family. They, they were a bit more cautious at Thanksgiving although it was largely ignored, but Christmas has just been bonkers in America. Yeah. And it just seems so weird that if you just add all these things up, you know, like the number of cases in Orlando, the new strains that are coming through, you know, the, the, the fact that Orlando is a major tourist hub, so anything is, anything that exists is going to get there. For probably first... Um, but then you look at what's happening on the West Coast and, and Disneyland is just, you know, no sign of that opening at all. It just feels really odd that the same company has got that park shot. In, and I know I know the situation is different East and West, but to be ramping up WDW just feels utterly Isn't that politics, wrong. though? Isn't that Republicans and Democrats? I think, yeah, I think governors. It, I, yeah. I think it. I think it is. That's 
that makes the difference between California and Florida, but but it's one Disney management company that's deciding, you know, what we're going to do in, in Florida. They might not be able to open Disneyland in California, but it's a Disney management company decision to to fill these rows up, and it, it just seems absolutely the wrong time. I think to be it, doing it, that. Looking at the situation, I think the only reason why Disneyland isn't open is because Disneyland have been told they can't open. Mm-hmm. It's not because Disney don't want it to be open. You know that that they will use the fact that Disney World has been open for all this time, yeah. even at limited capacity, and it's and it's okay as being you know well why can't we open? Why can't we open? Um, yeah. You know th- this this argument that they come out with that. You know, no one's got COVID from from Disney World. I I don't believe it for a second. Well, how can because you, you can't prove or disprove that, right? The thing is, like, it's it's different, obviously, for um for American guests because when they're going to Disney World, they're going for days. You know, three, four, five days. When we would go to Disney, you'd go for two weeks. So you know, if you was ill or if you got ill there, you'd know about it. When yeah. people aren't there for that long, then there's every chance that they are picking it up from there. And by the time they get the symptoms uh, for it, they're home or, you know, yeah. the simple fact is you, you literally cannot trace where it's come from. And I refuse to believe that nobody during this entire time with the amount of cases in Orlando and surrounding states, yeah. that nobody has caught it being at Disney World, despite all the precautions that they're doing. I just yeah. I just can't. Mathematically, it doesn't make sense. No. I mean, we're all critical of Boris and um, how he's flip-flopping around, but at least he eventually gets there and does something like he's acted tonight. He should have acted before Christmas and done this, but he's acted tonight. Donald Trump, on the other hand, it's the madness of King George. He's just gone bonkers. It just—it even... kind of feels like you're in the twilight zone because, like, Ireland's in a very similar situation to you guys, and it's just like we can't leave our homes. Like, absolutely nothing is open. Cases, hospitals, like it's—it's it's constantly everywhere. And then you go onto YouTube, and there's people bringing their like one-year-olds to Disney every second day, and it's like, how is this? Like, COVID hasn't just disappeared in America. Like, how is it so vastly different to how this side of the world has taken it? It just seems so polarizing. It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I just so that was it really. I mean it was just the news item was the fact that they're actually filling ride vehicles, they're actually increasing capacity. And I think um it just it just feels like the wrong time to be doing that. I think that's something that you know will be uh will be regretted later. It does I think the next the next six weeks are gonna be crucial for that. Yeah. Because if Orlando starts to see a spike not you know not again you know it won't be from disney world because it never is but if if the orlando area starts to see a huge spike i I feel disney are going to have to act on that i don't think they can keep going forward like i know why you want to keep going forward it's the same reason every company in the world right right now wants to keep going forward right because they want this to be over they want normality to resume Mm. you can't do that whilst the numbers are still increasing you can do that when it's decreasing. You can't do it when it's on the up again. And I, I don't know anywhere other than, uh, you know, parts of Asia, Australia, New Zealand, 
where it's on a downward curve, like a proper downward curve. Everywhere else, yeah. it seems to be plateaued or on the rise again. Yeah. So, yeah, too soon. Back to I mean, you look at Israel, right? I know that's a unique area, but they're going to be they they're vaccinating a million people a week, and they'll be done. Everybody by I think it was mid March. America at the current rate they're vaccinating, and I know it's a bit different, but at the current rate they're vaccinating, it's going to be seven years yeah. before every American is vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it it, it can't it can't withstand. It's the same with us though. The rate that we are, I mean, I think they've turned around and said that they've vaccinated a million people now. One, I don't believe that. Um, secondly, we don't have enough doses at the moment anyway. We don't have enough doses scheduled for everybody in this country. So, you know, just before we started recording this, we had a, an announcement to the country where they set out their stall and we're in lockdown and they uh, hope that things might be able to change a bit in, in February because that's when X amount of people will be vaccinated. They didn't give numbers just uh, the levels of people that be vaccinated, the um, the priority system, um, and I just don't see I don't see it happening. Number one, and unless we can increase the uh, amount of of vaccines that we can get, and we can increase the number of people that are able to give those vaccines, we're not going to hit the the time frame anyway. So, you know, in America, every country is going to be in a similar situation. You need vaccines and you need people to be able to give those vaccines to people both of those need to be increased to where from where they are right now and we're not doing it and the u.s isn't doing it i don't know if it's possible but yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. all right something more joyful is there anything joyful there must be something joyful somewhere have you, seen the, other bits. have you seen the Tron coaster? I don't know if that's joyful, Craig. <laughs> you, you, you wash your mouth out. Look, we've already had, before recording tonight, we've already had the Halloween stitch argument, right? I don't want to repeat that on this Oh, podcast. no, I wasn't slagging off Tron. Oh, right, okay. I'll let you off then. But they, they seem to have boarded off the entrances to uh, on the track for the indoor portion. Mm. But... Maybe they're just working behind closed doors, isn't they? Yeah, I trying don't to think... keep because there's different stories going around that it's been mothballed and and, and whatnot. Yeah. No, but, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's a roller coaster that's been open in Shanghai for nearly five years, so they can't exactly say that they're trying to keep it a secret. Because I don't like <laughs> if it's a roller coaster that you're interested in, you can go onto YouTube and watch hundreds of videos. But it's, it's not like anything secretive. Although, by the way, they're going on about Ratatouille. They might assume that people think it's brand new. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of rumours going on that they're just going to kind of down tools on that for a little while and then probably kind of leave it till 2022, which I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But there's been there's been no announcement for Disney that they're doing that. But also it wasn't included in their things coming in 2021 post they, that they put out. So I don't know. They can't. They're already scheduled to open Ratatouille this year, right? Yeah. Last year, just before the lockdown, we saw Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Ah, I got so near. It's easy for you, you see. <laughs> Runaway or Werewolf. 
<laughs> that thing opens. Um, I I don't think Disney need, um, I, and I don't think Disney want necessarily to to have two kind of e-ticket attractions. I mean, look, I wouldn't consider Ratatouille to be an e-ticket attraction, but you know, certainly the excitement of a new ride that's never been seen before outside of Paris would be exciting for people. Yeah. And would cause like mass hysteria. Um, yeah, but couldn't they just do what they do with Star Wars Land and regulate the people, give them boarding passes? And yeah, but that hasn't know, exactly gone well. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not saying the the point I'm kind of making is is not a capacity thing or anything like that. It's when you open an attraction, when any theme park opens an attraction, you get huge spike in numbers of, of people. Now, yeah, okay, Disney is obviously. Uh, limiting the amount of people that can be in the parts on on days and, and everything like that, but it's it's going to be a lot of hassle. So hold a ride back a year and have one open this year out of the two that should have been open this year. I think, I think makes, makes sense to me. I think February Disney World will be shut. I really do. Once Biden gets in, I really honestly you've heard it here first. I don't. Yeah, but I don't think Biden has the powers to do that, does he? Isn't What's that the point? point of, isn't the point of having, you know, elected mayors and like senators in different states so they can kind of I do think their that's own down thing. to the governor rather than anything in the governor of Florida. I think more about money at the, at the moment in America there isn't a mask wearing. mandate for traveling on flights, or it's the individual airlines we've been imposing it on day one of office he is going to sign an executive order compulsory to wear masks on trains and planes so i think when he needs it he's got the power well uh, there's there's an important election tomorrow in in the us which decides the last two seats of the senate and depending on who gets those seats whether they're republican or democrats basically shapes what biden is going to be able to do as soon as he gets into office, because if uh, it doesn't go his way, then it means similar to like what we have in the UK with you know uh, a Tory government majority, you're you're going to be outvoted on anything you put forward. So Biden can ask to do whatever he wants, but it has to pass the Senate. And if he doesn't control the Senate, then they can can and probably will vote against him on on everything. It's why. Um, it's one of the reasons why uh, Obama had such a tough time with with certain things because he didn't have the the, the power in the government. All very it? Star Wars, isn't it? It's very very Star Wars. <clears throat> it's where they got the influence Ooh. from. I'm not sure who influenced who actually, but yeah, it is. Um, so that explains Trump. Trump is Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, you've nailed it. Yeah, Jesus, it makes sense now. The it whole thing, the last, the last four years, makes sense. Jesus, and, you know, and it actually it does because that would make uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, Darth Sidious, mm. or Emily yeah. Palpatine. Yeah, I, I thought Very I was living people. a nightmare, but no, I've got it. It's all good. <laughs> well, that's interesting. You heard it here first. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not concerned about the, the. The walls at Tron. Um, I I just think they're whether they're downing tools or whether they're just doing it so they could get to work. Um, you know, without issues. I don't know, but 
they're not going to cancel that attraction this far along. It's just, it's just impossible. And they can't even retheme it. There's nothing that oh, they no, can I don't re- think... retheme it with either. I don't think they'll cancel it. I think what they might do is stretch it out a bit and maybe have that come out. Because realistically, once Ratatouille opens, once Tron opens, once Cosmic Rewind opens, like we're not going to see anything in Disney World for probably quite a while until closer to 2030, I would imagine. Given how long yeah. Disney takes to do things in the first place and the fact that nothing's going to be started for a couple of years. Um, I think maybe they'll try and delay the opening of guardians and of tron so that there are new things for people to want to go to disney world for because the first half of the year they'll have ratatouille the second half of the year they'll have the 50th and then what i mean look if i was disney i'd be trying to delay 2021 right now (laughs) well that too they don't want to they don't want to do a 50th anniversary in this current situation do they no true yeah and they don't want to be like you said i think if it they spent a huge amount of money on these attractions. They want to get the bang for the buck. If yeah. if they just launch them all right now, they they can fill the thirty five percent right now. It's not a problem. And the thing is, so as why, well, like you know, if you look at you know when Universal launched, um, when they launched Hogsmeade, when they launched Diagon Alley, not quite so much when they launched Fast and Furious, but. You know, the, the, the whole thing when a, when a company launches a new coaster is they want all eyes to be on them. They want the, you know, the, the queues to be going out of the park. They want people queuing up for hours to get on these attractions. Um, you can't do that right now. And look, I, I'm telling you now, America, right? Ratatouille is not worth a four hour wait. It's really not. Or a two-hour wait or an hour wait. It's barely worth a half-hour wait. I know you're excited because you're getting a new attraction in Epcot and you'll, you'll enjoy it, right? You'll you'll go on the, it and you'll you'll like it, but that's it. Themed area looks fabulous. Oh, yeah. The area looks beautiful, but like in DLP, yeah. I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever actually waited for Ratatouille. I think I've either had a fast pass or I've gone through single rider. I actually don't think I've ever gone through a regular I've queue. I've never gone through the regular queue. Never. <laughs> in all my years. Um, again, like you, single rider, fast pass. Uh, and, and and the queue looks quite good from what I can see over the top of the wall. But yeah. I've never bothered to wait for that. Um, but, you know, Tronny's going to be a big attraction for them because it's a coaster. Yeah. Um, not that it's got anything to do with Tron. No one will care about that, but they will care that it's this funky-looking, new, unique coaster, which they won't have experienced before. So that is going to be really popular. So I think, you know, I think it's smart for them to hold on um, until they can get the crowds in to justify it. So, yeah. uh, but talking about 2021, another thing that was confirmed on this list, and a little bit of a surprise maybe is um is it drawn to life is gonna be opening in in disney springs in 2021 that's the cirque du soleil show yeah it is the cirque du soleil show um now the reason why i'm i'm surprised is because right at the beginning of the the pandemic 95 percent of cirque du soleil staff were laid off and they declared bankruptcy. Oh. Now, I've not seen any updates from that. Um, 
I'll, I'll have a look or you can at home if you listen to this do your own research but um i wasn't sure what the state of Cirque sleigh is as far as i know none of the shows have have reopened even in vegas um again i i could be wrong i know there was one they were talking about doing some limited shows but i i wasn't sure if that actually happened or not but it, it's interesting that they're still going ahead with it I suppose they have yeah. that big, massive building, so if they can figure out a way of doing it safely, why not? I mean, th- I-, I did Cirque du Soleil. Did-, did anyone else do Cirque du Soleil when it was there? I didn't think you were that yeah. flexible, Nick. But I'm... Lanuba. A lot about me you don't know. Yeah, Lanuba. Yeah, I did it once. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, did you ever do it, Craig? No. I can't believe you've been there as many times as you did and you never did Lanuba. Oh, it looks oh, wrong podcast. It looks rubbish. No, I, it is good. I prefer Blue Man Group at Universal. After I'm two that I saw, but yeah, um, I mean this. This obviously, what was interesting about, or what is interesting about this, is this is obviously a, a, a Disney Cirque du Soleil collaboration. You know, Lanuba had no references to Disney at all during it, even though it was mm. in at the time downtown Disney. Um, this show is going to be full of of characters and you know s- stunts around Disney, so um, it de- it definitely looks interesting, and I you know I would I would go and see it. Um, it looks sounds like a rubbish version of Disney on Ice, and Disney on Ice is rubbish. Um, I think it sounds better than Disney on Ice because it doesn't Disney have on ice. ice. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's got friggin' curtains everywhere. And all they do is run around through the curtains, waving them. I you have mean, an issue with curtains? Yeah. <laughs> On, if, when I'm paying $100 to watch some fella in a leotard with a frigging Mickey Mouse head on, run around on roller skates, going through curtains, yeah, I do. Craig, I don't think you should be cottonist, okay? Cotton smarter, all right, mate? Yeah. <clears throat> Pull yourself he's together. He's right. Oh, get a taxi for him. <laughs> you can't top that cue the music end the show drop the mic boom so it doesn't say when Tell it's Steve Dave. Dave. <laughs> it doesn't say uh, it doesn't say when it's going to open in 2021 just that it will do and I again I'm guessing it's when they figure out a way of doing it safely or restrictions are lifted to a point where they can just do the show without without that so if i was a betting man i'm guessing probably nearer the the autumn fall time of yeah. year christmas possibly yeah i mean the other thing is it, it must be a relatively expensive show to run if it's anything like lanuba you know it's got quite a big cast um and if you've got to socially distance the audience so you're only getting i don't know 35% of audience capacity in there per show. Hmm. Don't know that you're going to be making the sort of money that you want to make. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you can run a live show in Disney Springs until you've got live entertainment back in the parks. Things Ooh, like all that lovely air conditioning. The show, etc. It was in a giant tent. I don't think there was air conditioning in it, if I'm honest. Can't remember. No. It's got to be. It's Florida. They have air conditioning 
on the air conditioning. <laughs> nice, nice, nice try. Um, did did anyone else have anything that they spotted? So everyone seems to have lost their goddamn mind about the changes coming to what was previously called Snow White's Scary Adventure in Disneyland's Fantasyland, which is now going to be called Snow White's Enchanted Wish. Mm. Everyone lost their goddamn minds about this. When you go on to Disney Parks blog, it they initially announced this back on the 26th of November 2019, but it seemed like it was brand new information to everybody about a week ago. Yeah, well, I, I, I miss this as well. Yeah, so basically they are taking out the scary aspects of this. Um, so they're, so they're the making it more... Basically, yeah. Um, they've put on the Disney Parks blog, there is a kind of a video of what they've done so far, but they're making it more appealing to younger guests as well. I think the only person I have heard be like fully on board about this was Ryan on this week's Theme Park Trader, who's bloody buzzing about it. Um, does, does but they seem to have... like it, though? Um, I like, occasionally I'll go on the one in DLP, but like, it's not... It's not a ride I would massively gravitate towards, but I don't really care for Snow White as a movie. I love Disney Dark Rides, but I don't really care for Snow White, so I wouldn't make a grand effort to go on it, if that makes any sense. So, meh. I I personally, well, I, I've talked many times about it was my first ever theme park attraction, uh, Snow White's uh, Scary Adventures in, in Disneyland Paris or Euro Disney. And how it traumatized me massively, um, but even as a as a grown up going on that ride with like my daughter and that, like she's not a fan, um, and and she's seen the film, so she was aware of the yeah. characters in the story, but she didn't like the ride. Um, she said recently that she preferred Pinocchio to uh, sorry, she she preferred it to Pin- Pinocchio. She didn't like Pinocchio. And she didn't mind yeah. Snow White compares to that, but last time we went, she didn't want to go on either of them. She wanted to go on Peter, Peter Pan. Yeah, she loves Peter Pan. I just, I just don't know many people that that like it. And I mean, obviously, Snow White closed in the the late nineties, didn't it? In Magic Kingdom, and then there was no Snow White attraction until the Mine Train. Yeah, and they seem was... to have. For what I can see, this it looks quite similar. It's like they've kind of taken inspiration from Mind Train. It looks very similar. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because didn't they? Am I right, Mister Dean? Thinking that it was Snow White. Oh no, hang on. I think it was later. I think yeah, it was later than that. You know, you know what I'm getting confused with, Mister Toad. Right. Okay. Mister Clo- yeah. Mister Toad closed in the nineties, didn't it? And reopened. Yeah, it did, yeah. The Pooh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so it did, it was there a bit longer, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I never went on it in, in Magic Kingdom. I had no interest having done the the DLP version. Uh, I would I would go on Mine Train because obviously it's a new attraction. But um, yeah. I think it's another one of these things where people have got attachments to it. You know, they, there's there's the Walt attachment because obviously it was an original Disneyland attraction that Walt was involved in, um, but then. People grew up with it as well, so to be changing it is always going to get some people upset. But hey, I mean, you know, you can't hang on to stuff forever, can you? Comes a point where yeah. you've got to update it. 
I'd say the biggest reason why most people are having a conniption about it is because obviously Disneyland in what like two months will be closed a year so most people won't have get had a chance to do their grand goodbye that people like to do to attractions so I'd say that's yeah. probably why most people are losing their goddamn minds about it but yeah I wonder if they're gonna make any changes to the DLP one or as you said Pinocchio and DLP is terrifying because it's got that real loud blast that scares the bejesus out of you um the weird thing is so when i went to um a dlp shareholders conference a few probably about eight years ago now um they they talked about attractions because people were complaining at the the meeting about the uh the backlot tour uh and, and and the fact it needs like major overhauls this was 2012, I think. So obviously we're, we're on the way now to getting a, a change to that. But what they said was when they when they build any attraction in a Disney park, the expectation is that the shelf life of that is going to be 25 years plus. Okay. So not, you know, that's, that's not like, you know, no refurbs or anything like that. But when they build an attraction, it, that that's the kind of time frame in which they feel they've got their return of investment. And it only after that time would they consider replacing it with something. Oh, Fast and Furious, then it's going nowhere. Well, huh? this is what I keep trying to tell people. Uh, <laughs> they spend a lot of money on that. Um, so you would not. No, you definitely wouldn't. So the, the point the point is is that you know DLP now is is coming up to its its thirtieth anniversary, isn't it? It's twenty nine years old this year. So yep. those opening day attractions could, you know, possibly be on the chopping block. And I've got to be honest, the one thing that the parts, and I know this does upset people, but the one thing that you do, you don't get in the parks is uh, modern attractions. You know, Frozen, we, we got in Epcot. Um, but, you know, there's been so many films that haven't had attractions. Lion King, I know it's got the Festival of the Lion King, but that never had an attraction. That was one of their biggest ever films and still is a, a huge film for them. Um, Aladdin never had a proper ride. Um, Beauty and the Beast has only got one this year. Yeah, and in Japan. Although although obviously originally that was supposed there was supposed to be one in, in Disneyland Paris in the 90s, but that obviously yeah. materialised. But the point is, is that when I, so when I take my, my daughter to, to Disneyland Paris, you know, she goes to Fantasyland and she's watching Tangled and Frozen and uh, Moana and uh, The Princess and the Frog. And, and these characters don't have really any representation in the parks. Yeah. So you've got to think, well, why don't they do a, a you've got the building there. Why don't you just do a, a dark ride based on one of those newer films? And make it a bit mm. more modern. Yeah, true. Rather than these films that are, you know, 70, 80 years old. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what we'll see in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so that's what I had about Cirque du Soleil. I love how we've gone from Cirque du Soleil. Oh, no, no. Sorry, we talked about Snow White, weren't we? That's, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The gin's getting to me. Um... Did you see um, everyone kind of losing their minds a bit about Rock and Roller Coaster? No. It, oh. It's been shut for a few days. Yeah, I see. Oh. Everyone's losing their mind. 
What does it mean? What does it mean? Disney fans are so dramatic. Like, I'm one of them. Like, I'm right there with them. But, like, Disney fans are so dramatic. They so- used to be, but I, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> More important stuff in there. That's why. Unless it's K-Tams. You don't care, Craig. Oh, girl, I haven't been to K-Tams this year. <laughs> well, you better make that, that change. Oh, well, um, I'll be sorting that out on Saturday. <laughs> So um, there were there was a permit field um, just before Christmas for general construction in the location of Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, no one knows what that permit actually was because which which Rock and Roller Coaster are we talking? Uh, we are talking well the only the one, only that's, one left. that's left. How many are there? Well, there were two. One, but there's now one. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Not not the other one, this one. So, um, general construction can mean anything from a small part replacement to something more substantial. It's not listed as being on the refurbishment calendar. Um, so, it could just be something as simple as operational issues. Which we've seen happen yes. before with rides where they've not opened up for a few days and it's just been because there's been some technical issues or shortage of staff or whatever and then it reopens with nothing being done don't worry about it people just let it go hey frozen reference so uh yeah not much who would you put in now who would you replace um arrow smith with Come on, people. Sinead, who would you replace Arrowsmith with? I don't know, because I still listen to the same music I did when I was, like, 15. Daniel O'Donnell? Ah, yeah. Love it, we, Daniel. Oh, I love Daniel. <laughs> it's it's very hard, isn't it? I mean, I've always yeah. said that Aerosmith were an odd choice at the time. For a long Who's term, up there can... now? Who is global and huge and massive? Or do you go retro? You just do like just a general like music ride rather than having it be because the thing is when you pick a specific band like especially nowadays like anything could happen the band could get cancelled for something they could just like like what's happened with Aerosmith just kind of falling off the face of the earth so would you not just do a generic music one like it can still be called rock and roller coaster but it doesn't have to be Aerosmith oh you're genius so you literally select your song okay we're not turning into rip ride rocket but you could, could. couldn't you? Yeah. True. That's the genius of it. You are a genius. Take a bow, miss. Yeah, I think if you had a, a choice of like, I don't know, some, some Disney songs. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm fed up with Disney and Disney songs. Hang no. On, you could pick like on, a genre. Hang on. Hang on hang now, on. now, that's what I call a roller coaster. Sponsored <laughs> with a, uh, with the pig from Sponsored the Sponsored by Ron Cole. Yeah. Oh, being, that is that is it. That's what I'm saying like is that. you could have a selection of like Disney songs, whether that's Disney yeah. TV, you know, intro music or <clears throat> Disney. Oh, so hang on, Craig. So you're telling me if you could listen to Best of Both Worlds from Hannah Montana, you wouldn't choose that. Oh, nope. what a song to pick on Rock and Roller Coaster. That'd right. be a bop. Exactly. So yeah, three, two, one, go. Let it go, let it go, 
There's a bit too honey yeah, but, but Craig, you could have the you could have the exact same argument with people's choices on Rip Ride Rocket, right? That's why it's personal to you. So whatever floats your boat. But you could have like a mixture of, of like Disney songs. Then you could have like a hip hop section, a rap section, uh, a classic rock Isn't section, a modern rock section. Now? Pardon? Hip hop is everywhere now. There's too much hip hop. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. Can't we just put is it back it? in the box? Is 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 there too much hip hip hop around? Too much hip hop. I mean, is, there's a lot of Taylor Swift around. There's too much Taylor Swift around. I want country and western Taylor Smith back. Taylor like... Smith. Taylor Smith. Yeah, yeah. The German, the German Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor no, Smith. Very good. Um. Yeah, I'm not, I I I think that's probably a better way of going. I mean, the other the other option is to have it as like uh, uh, an MCU coaster, and just have you know various songs from those films. So you know, yeah, a bit of AC DC, yeah, cosmic, um, awesome mix. Yep, awesome mix. There you you go. Know, some some stuff from from the Guardians. Do you feel Galaxy like they're films. gonna kind of done that with Cosmic Rewind though? Like yeah, it'll probably be the kind of like fun soundtracks from the Guardians movies. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is, is that in in the same way that Rock and Roller Coaster now has, was it five five different vehicles that each has a different oh, soundtrack? The Guardians of the Galaxy mixtape roller coaster. That's that, yeah. Yeah, but that's what that's what we're saying. Galaxy Rewind is probably Cosmic Rewind is probably going to be. What about Jive Bunny? No. What? Oh yeah. No, Sinead, like. And listeners, if you don't know who Jive Bunny is, leave it that way. Do not look up Jive Bunny, right? Look it's it a up. Very, very dark time in British history. Was it? Bunny. I had all the singles of exactly. Jive Bunny. That, that, that. Seven is, inch singles. That, is <laughs> that tells the, me everything I need to yeah, know. <laughs> that is the the biggest unsurprise I've ever heard in my life that you that you had that. Um, I'm gonna put them on. I'm staying up late tonight. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone is getting excited because there's been some permits that Disney have filed for uh, animatronics. Mm-hmm. Uh, about new technology, um, which will make animatronics a bit smoother, less uh, unwanted motion in them because of them being constructed in a different way. And uh, with this painting, people are getting excited because they think that that means that a change is coming to the Yeti. <laughs> Do oh, we maybe. honestly think that Yeti's ever being changed again? I don't. Oh. Like, I spend, granted, like I've not gone to Disney World a whole hell of a like lot, but like, who the hell spends their time analysing Yeti? Like... I I quite like Disco Yeti. If I'm honest, just <laughs> leave it as it it's, is. This it could literally just be a projection on the wall at this point. It's 0.1 second of the ride. The whole yeah, ride is gonna... brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going to spend a lot of money on that, are they? No. Maybe they're going to change update to Dad on um, Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Maybe he's going to do hip hop <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Oh well, no, That's sorry, okay, we can't. There's too much hip hop. I was trying oh, to yeah. think about who the dad was on on Expedition Everest. Like, which one of you is it? <laughs> yeah, the dad. One of the skeletons. Um, yeah. In, in the uh, in the cave, yeah. I mean, you know, Disney have been doing a lot of animatronics recently. We've seen obviously the the new Spider Man. Um, well, I don't call it an animatronic. Will they call it a stunt 
Stunning. No idea. And the Metronic. Yeah. Well, whatever. They're doing a lot of work, but I I think if you're getting excited, the Yeti's going to be changed. I think put your put that back in the box. I don't think that's happening. That's my honest uh, my honest thought. Um, did anyone else have any news? Uh, a few other little bits and pieces. So I did I did touch on it a little bit. Uh, no more complimentary magic bands. Yeah. Right. So you got to either take a magic band from a previous trip or you got to buy one. Fair um, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's not a problem, really. Um, and also, it doesn't really affect UK visitors, but they used to send out, like, souvenir luggage tags for Magical Express, and they've stopped doing that as well, although you can still get them. This seemed a bit pointless, really. You can still get them in the hotels. So... They're just kind of giving them away as souvenirs then because you've already arrived at that point. You don't need luggage tags. Yeah, but that involves mm. people having to go and ask for them. There's yeah. only a certain amount of people that will do that. That's right. Yeah, only people that know. They're in the know. Um, Epcot, the prismatic pylons, the new fountain has opened up at the front of the park. Have you seen that? Oh, I've seen yeah, that. It looks beautiful. Looks nice. There's all like uh, masks floating in the water, but it looks lovely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, it, well, I guess it's I guess it's not in the parks, but it's Disney Springs. But um, the new cookie place is opened, and then shut again. Oh. <laughs> it was only open for a week. Cookie and Monster then... opened it, smashed the place up. Do we know yeah. why? Well, the speculation, and I, I hasten to say it's only speculation. Is that is Gideon's? By the way, is is the name of it? Gideon's Bakehouse, but that maybe they've had cases of COVID because it was only open for less than a week and then it shut again very suddenly. Yeah, they posted on their Instagram basically being like, "Sorry, like this was only soft opening, and we've been learning a lot from it and all this kind of stuff." Um, um but I mean, yeah, it could be COVID. Who knows? They, COVID cookies for all. It was COVID. Yeah. But, uh, they've got a virtual, though. yeah, they do look amazing. They got a virtual queuing system, um, but it was up to three hour wait. Oh, obviously for a cookie, queue, for a cookie, yeah. And and I believe that there's other locations. There's a, is it Winter Park? I think there's a there's a location you can go to, and I think the cookies are less expensive, which seems odd, but they are. You can get them there, but uh, they look great. They look amazing. I'm having one when I go there. Yeah, I'm buying a cup of frosting. You can buy a cup of frosting and dip your cookie in it because there's (laughs) obviously not enough calories in the cookie. The cookies weigh like a half a pound, seemingly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are talking about sharing them. I'm like, no, 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 no. You'll get a fork in the back of your hand. Your diabetes for all. Yeah. And then the only other thing I had was the construction walls have come down around the Space 2020 restaurant. But the sign is still covered up and there's no date yet as to when it's opening. But it looks like they're getting ready to do something. I think with a name like Space 2020, you've got to try and open it pretty soon, haven't you? Kind of missed the boat there. Yeah, it does seem like the boat has sailed on that one, doesn't it? Yeah. In terms, just of... not excited for it to be honest. 
Unless you actually weightlessness in there, you float in. Then I'll be excited. <laughs> the toilets could be fun, couldn't they? Oh, God. Uh, I'm with you, to be honest. You know, when we were talking about it for the last, I don't know, 18 months or whatever, um, I was like, yeah, it's like, a, I suppose, a fun concept, but not one... It wasn't saying that I thought, oh, yeah, I, you know, that is definitely on my list to do next time I go, you know? Just just seemed like a gimmick. I'd much just to eat freeze-dry food and wear a nappy. Well, the freeze-dry food would be interesting if that's what they were going to be doing. But, um, but do you know what I mean? Like, I'm more interested in the food they offer rather than the the scenery. Yeah, but it's a, it is a theme park. And it's just part of the, you know... It's a themed, it's a themed attraction essentially, isn't it? Um, yeah, you hope the food's good as well, but hey, it's um, it's good to see them done something in line with Epcot, and you know, the, I mean, it, it could be just as much in Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom, but at least it's in uh, Future World, and it's good to see them done something like that. Mm. Not another freaking Starbucks. Starbucks in space. Starbucks in space. I'm. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that they shouldn't try these kind of ideas. I. I completely get it, and th- that's fine. I'm it just for me personally, it wasn't inspiring enough for me to mm. want to drop everything to go. Not that I would never eat in there, but what I'm saying is that I. I, unless. You know, there was something on the menu that I really wanted to try. the yeah. The concept of of the restaurant itself wasn't enough to make me get really interested in it. Sure, but yeah, of course they should be doing. You don't you don't want normal restaurants in a theme park. Mm-hmm. That's why the ABC commissionery is so boring. Yeah, fifties prime time all the way, man. Yeah, cause that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sci fi diner. Sci fi. That's yeah. the kind of thing you know. They they should have stuff like be that. guest. Yeah, but also, I mean, look, you know, the um, oh, California oh. Grill, California Grill, right? That, that's you know, what's the theme of the California Grill? I think the theme is nice, like posh restaurant, and it's great because the food's great. Oh yeah, it's so great. But you're not going to go there just because you know, for like the theming. It just looks like a, a standard restaurant. But you go for the food, so I think you need a mix. Yeah. A little mix. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> An awesome mix. Love you, Jesse. Um, Sinead, anything else from you? Not for Inside the Parks, no. Craigifer? Uh, no. Okay. Well, in that case, let's leave the comfort of the parks and look at what's going on outside of the parks. Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor at the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at wendyprater at magicaljourneystravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories. 
does anyone want to start with Soul? That's what I was going to lead with. Seems Quite to be a then. big deal. Um, has everybody seen Soul? Yeah, Christmas Day. No. Oh, Mr. D. Don't worry, you can, you can talk about it if you want. How have you not seen Soul? We've had so much stuff to watch this Christmas. Like I what? There was only two Mrs. You. Browns boys. No. Uh, both of them were classics. No, they weren't. I, mean, I didn't watch them, but I can tell you they weren't. Oh, Meath, we were crying. Yeah, I would have been, which is why I didn't watch them. Uh, Do you have toilet rolls in the fridge? Sinead, I hate, I hate, this is obviously so very racist and stereotypical of me, but, yes. you know, Mrs. Brown's Boys, to you, what what is Mrs. Brown's Boys? Um, I think I said this in the group chat before. Brendan O'Carroll is an absolute national treasure. What yes. a sweetheart. But I would rather claw my eyeballs out than watch Mrs. Brown Boys. Yeah. Although my folks love it, but absolutely not. I have you ever seen him live on stage? No, my folks have, but I haven't. Wouldn't be. I've right been to see twice live in Liverpool, and both times was hysterical. He's, he's a, a great, legend. He's I a great him. comedian. Um, our like primary talk show, the Late Late Show, he would be on it all the time. And as I said, Brendan O'Carroll is an absolute gent. Does a load for charity. He's wonderful. Just couldn't be handled watching Mrs. Brown's Boys. If he wasn't on BBC, if he was on a bit more edgy Channel Four, something like that, I think he could go full Brendan O'Carroll. But it's a watered down version of what you get on the stage, obviously. Yeah. God yeah. love them now. And I, I, I've heard that I've heard that before that the stage show is is much different and is 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 funnier. But to me, it's just like I, I nothing I watch of it makes me laugh or entertains me. So I don't think going to see a live version is going to change that. I think you either like that what they're doing or you don't. And whilst one might be bet more uh, entertaining than the other. If you don't find it at all entertaining, the the location is not going to change that. Was Brendan O'Carroll in Seoul? No, not that I remember. Oh, it'd be no. brilliant. Graham Norton. Graham Norton was in Seoul though, mm-hmm. which I didn't pick mm-hmm. up on. Um, okay, look, we're not we're not going to talk about spoilers anyway because there are people like Mister D who haven't seen Seoul yet. Um. But we watched it Christmas Day. It was the the big kind of um, family Christmas film. My children, both of them, um, preferred Burrow to Soul. I've seen Burrow. Yeah, <laughs> well, it only lasts a few minutes. Uh, my son is obsessed with Burrow. Like he's he's had it on and asked for it to be put on a lot since it came onto Disney Plus, which is lovely. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed Soul, but I think it's Pixar's least kid-friendly film they've ever done. Yeah, I agree. It definitely, yeah. it definitely felt like it wasn't intended for kids. Um, I think the animation is absolutely stunning. It's probably one of the more beautiful movies they've put out in a really, really long time. And I I don't know if you guys have watched the Inside Pixar shorts, but two of the episodes of that are one is the uh, story writer for Soul and the other is one of the character artists for it. And I'd watched that ages ago. Um, And it gave some really good like context, like the story writer, he asked to include the barbershop 
aspect of it and that whole scene which to be honest was probably my favorite scene in the whole movie um but he felt like that would make it more of an authentically black story um so he kind of wrote that presented to Pete Doctor and kind of added that aspect of it in and then the story artist she was talking about how she made those kind of like shape figures mm-hmm. um so if you enjoyed though I would recommend going and watching those two episodes of the Inside Pixar shorts because they're only like 10 minutes long each but I thought it was a really really enjoyable movie is it my favorite Pixar movie no is it miles better than Onward absolutely yeah hell yeah so yeah, definitely yeah. It deserves a, a big screen. I agree. Yeah. And I think hopefully these will all get big screen releases at some point. Well, the problem is, and it did really disappoint me, is as soon as I loaded up Soul, it comes up with the um, Disney Plus Originals banner. Mm. Oh. And I was like, oh, why have you done that? You've yeah. you've, you've almost... You've almost poisoned it now to the point where yeah, you can't do that. Apple, Apple TV Plus does that with every movie it's bought from wherever it's bought it. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know what you mean. But but then those films didn't get, except for, um, oh, is it Wolfwalkers? Mm-hmm. That did get a, a limited cinema release before it appeared on, on Apple TV Plus, but... Everything, everything else did like Greyhound didn't, for example. Um, I remember that was a big film that they bought. Um, I, I hope, I hope you, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it does um, because it definitely deserved it. It def- definitely didn't deserve to be shoved out on Disney Plus. I'm, I'm glad it did. Don't get me wrong, because it meant we got to see it, right? But um, it's a shame it 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 didn't get the plaudits that it it deserved. And I think the I think the score is great as well. Um, yeah. Because it's a score of two halves, isn't it? Because one is Trent Reznor and um, I can't remember who he, he, he does soundtracks with. But um, yeah, so they do some of it. And then there's a, an actual jazz soundtrack as well, which I think is really good. And I think what is good, uh, when kids watch it is you know i don't i don't think kids really unless you unless you've got jazz obsessed parents i don't think kids really ever hear anything that's like based in jazz so i think it's good to you know for them to be exposed to that that music as well because yeah. i can't say you know i'm not I'm a massive jazz fan but um i do enjoy films with jazz in like whiplash is one of my favorite films in the last like 10 years um, it's obviously kind of. Have, have they well. been able to quantify how the film done did? Uh, they've not Good. mentioned anything. They did. There was a there was a report that downloads of the app in the week before Christmas had seen a huge spike. But you know that doesn't really tell you much, does it? Really. I think it's amazing that. Um, is it Feige is held off on Black Widow on, and he's still insisting on a big screen? Well, it'll get to a point, right? You know, I think I the think point is going to come when there's a price increase for Disney Plus, really. I think that's when all of a sudden Black Widow conveniently pops up. Well, no, because, I mean, Raya and the Last Dragon, that's going to be going to Premier Access, isn't it? And cinema, cinemas, depending. Yeah, well, cinemas in in regions where they're open. Yeah. Um, 
and and premium access to everywhere that that isn't. And let's be honest, I think now, um, after what we've just had in the UK, I think it's safe to say that it will not be getting a big screen release in the UK, not when it's supposed to, anyway. Um, so I think that's now shoehorned in. I mean, my my wife is my wife is so uh, obsessed with seeing Raya and the Last Dragon that she said we will be buying it on on Premier Access if that's the only thing that we can do. Um, because she really wants to see it and wants to support the film. But um, yeah, I, I think time will tell. I mean, the problem they've got now, Craig, is they can't hold off anymore. You know, One Division. Yeah, One Division moves be... the story on, doesn't it? Well, no, Black Widow. Well, well, Black Widow's a standalone prequel yeah, but... style story. It doesn't interfere with anything allegedly. Well, yeah, but the the point was Black Widow was supposed to kick off Phase Four, and now One Division is going to kick off Stage Four, Phase Four. So I I don't know. You're probably right, but. The thing is, they've got the other films coming out next year. They've got the Eternals coming out towards the end of next year. So they can't keep moving these films on and on and on. So I think they're going to have to look, you know, in, in March, what what's likely to happen. Can we release it in cinemas and get a proper release? Or are we going to have to premium access it and release it in cinemas where it's available um, and do that? So, Israel. Israel, Russia, China. Yeah. You know. Uh, what do you, The US is still... So I was looking at Wonder Woman 84 the other day, which is a film that I know you've seen, Craig, mm-hmm. and I've seen. Um, it has now crossed the $100 million barrier at the box office. Wow. It's taken almost two weeks. You know, I think Wonder Woman did about 150 or something in its opening weekend in America alone. So for it to do a hundred million globally, um, after this time shows that there's still, you know, massive problems when it comes to cinemas. I mean obviously I know it got um an HBO Max release in, in America so people could watch it at home using their subscriptions, but um you know, I, I think there's still question marks around the viability of these things. So yeah, I, I think that's going to that's going to have to change. Um, but yeah, so Soul, I, I, I really liked it. I think it's a really good film. I think it's one of their stronger efforts. It was definitely, you know, I can't remember the last original film that they did that was as good as that. As I said, Onward obviously came out earlier this year, uh, earlier last year, but wasn't very good. Um, and everything before that had been pretty much sequels, isn't it, for a while? Yeah. Cool. So, oh, yeah. Coco was probably the last one or Inside Out. Yeah. Coco. Yeah, Coco. Yeah. Yeah. So no, uh yeah. Watch Soul. Um if yeah. you've got kids and you want to watch it as a family film, they might enjoy it, but they will net they will not enjoy it in the same way that you will as a, as an adult. So Both the mine were transfixed. They didn't move, they didn't blink. Yeah, but how old are your kids? Oh, no, 16 and 11. Right. You know, my, my seven-year-old was very confused, not very confused by it, but didn't really understand everything that was going on. Um, so just be wary. I mean, all, all, <laughs> we actually recorded an episode of um, Alice's podcast yesterday, and I mentioned that we'd watched Soul, or she brought up we watched Soul, and I said, you know, obviously, 
Soul was better than Onward. And she said, but but me and my friends, we all thought Onward's a better film. Then I told my seven-year-old daughter her opinion was wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm not going to win Dad of the Year for that one. We got heated. Jesus, you're, well, only get, I, you're only four days in. Exactly, I, and I've already blown it, yeah. I can get that, though, definitely. Oh, no, like from... Yeah, if you compare the two films, one is definitely more uh, appealing to kids. Yeah. But one is clearly the better film. Yeah, and that's definitely. The that's the, the only thing I didn't like about Soul is I don't think they sucked the ending. Wasn't happy with the ending of the film. That's that's it. That's 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 my biggest downfall with it. Um, but plenty of people did. So better than um, the ending of Onward. Better than a movie okay. of Onward. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about on that same wavelength was um, the impending launch of Disney Star. So obviously this got announced at the shareholders meeting last year. Um, it launches on the 23rd of February. So um, in the UK today, we started getting a lot more promotional material about yep. Star. We got um, a list of shows that are going to be on the UK launch of Star. Um, I don't have that list in front of me. I can remember a lot of the stuff that was on there. So Lost 24, um, Family Guy, wasn't in the blurb, but was in the advert multiple times. So that's definitely on yeah. there. The Die Hard films. Um, and I don't know how many of the Die Hard films are going to be on there. I assume all of them, but... Mm. Um, X-Files is going to be on there. Atlanta, which if anyone's never seen definitely watch Atlanta uh blackish um and yeah that was that was kind of the tip of the the iceberg i, I guess we're going to get a, a more comprehensive list later on uh, it's certainly it it's not a netflix killer as such but it's certainly a, an intriguing alternative to netflix it's getting close yeah and my netflix cost me I think it's thirteen pounds a month, fourteen pounds a month, twelve, uh, thirteen ninety nine. I think now for the yeah. premium service. And evening. obviously, everyone in my family has got that. I wasn't so stupid with Disney um, Plus. Everyone has had to buy their own, um, but for seven ninety nine, that is cheap. So here's yeah. a here's the break. I, I said earlier, I've got breaking news. Oh, go on. So. At the moment, the price in the UK of Disney Plus is five ninety nine a month. That will be going up to seven ninety nine a month uh, from the twenty third of, of February. Yep. Now, I and I believe, like yourself, Craig, I'm not sure if Sinead or Mister D did, but when Disney Plus launched in the UK, they had a launch offer, yep. which was if you pay up front, it was forty nine ninety nine for the year. Yeah, it was fifty nine ninety nine here, but yeah, yeah, because because of, of the euros, yeah. So uh, it's obviously going up to seven ninety nine. So I looked into my account today, similar to what you did, Craig. Yeah, it says renewals fifty nine ninety nine. Tells you when the next payment's going to be, which is obviously uh, the twenty fourth of March because that's the the anniversary of when it launched in the UK. So I wanted to get some clarity from Disney. Oh. Uh, what is going to happen because you know we can see it's going up to 7.99 and that means it'll be 79.99 for the year 
because yep. they give you the, the discount. But what does that mean for the people that did the early bird offer? So yep. um, I got the response yeah. back. And any renewals that take place before August doing the one year upfront cost will be $59.99. Oh, boom. That Which is a that is value for money. So I'm guessing, Sinead, that means 69 for you. Yeah. Because uh, the 10 euros increase. Now, that is for this year. So, um, you know, on the next renewal date, so in March of 2022, um, that renewal price it will probably be 79.99. Now, okay, so what, when I shared my screenshot before, the point I was trying to make is um, Star launches on the 23rd of February. I bought my package on the annual on the 29th of February, but the renewal date is not until the end of it's March. 24th, 24th March. Yeah. So I assume uh, they'll probably give you access for a month to try and encourage you to refresh it. That to was like what renew I was going to... For the next year, I would assume. Well, no. So what it, what it, what it seemed like they were saying is if you've got it set up to auto-renew, yeah. So I bought mine in, uh, using PayPal last year. So my PayPal details are still the same, and my cards are then and everything. So on the twenty fourth of March, my renewal price would be fifty nine ninety nine. But will you get Star? Yes. On launch day on yes. the twenty third of February. Yes. So you're getting it free for a month almost at that point. Yeah, because you've you Which... paid for it, and anyone that bought their pay for an annual membership at any point last year will also get the same wow you know deal essentially because they've already paid for it up front so it makes sense though like price. drop all the additional content just when it gets to the stage where people might be weighing up is this worth me getting again that kind of thing because i mean if they can get everybody that took that early offer the last time to renew or even like a highest a high enough percentage of it sure then they're laughing they're not getting money from anywhere else so they may as well yeah and i mean and so i I got that from disney plus i i did a live chat with them and i took a screenshot of the response so if they try and uh (laughs) change that then i've i've got that captured yeah i'll hunt you down and Um, i'll kill you but no i mean it makes sense that they're basically saying that anyone that renews before august um, can renew at the existing 12-month cost after August. Uh, that will be $79.99. Um, when in August, Nick? Didn't say. I'm guessing... Is it August be... or April? Because you said April first. Oh, did I? No, I meant August. Oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My so... next payment date is the 13th of August. Ooh. Ooh. Let me Ooh. see da, da, if they mentioned a date in August. In fact, I will read you... I'll read your statement out for um, existing monthly customers will continue to be charged the current lower price for all monthly reoccurring bills that occur before August 23rd. All subsequent mm-hmm. reoccurring billing charges on or after August 23rd will be at the new higher price. Ooh. And for existing annual Enough. customers who are scheduled to renew for another year before August 23rd, they'll be charged the current lower price. Nice. Existing annual customers who are scheduled to renew for another year on on or August 23rd, we charge the new higher price. Oh, just me. Just sneaked in there. there Full you value go. for Andy. money. Yeah. Talk about yes. timing. There you yeah. go. Uh, yeah, so that's that's good news. Um, that is. Because 
you know, I know some people, and I don't want to out them because that would be rude. They're not here to defend themselves. Oh, it's Ryan then. It's Ryan, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely Ryan. Uh, yeah, it's always Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, Honest yeah, yeah. to God, it was like reading a mum's net post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two pound a month for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he spent fucking fifty uh, quid in October just for pumpkin spice. Sorry, I'm exactly. not supposed to swear on this one. Uh, oh, get God. under the bus, Ryan. <laughs> now this is someone as well, right? Who would pay two pound extra a month just to get access to every season of Family Guy? So I don't know what he's moaning about. Um, but no, I mean the, the 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 only problem at the moment is we don't know exactly what we are getting in the UK style. We've got a list of things that will appear on there, so. You know, oh, how, and this, how to, this is how basically what he, well. what Ryan has been asking for. Yes. He wanted yeah, he it wants all to... in one, one, one app. We were all saying, "Oh no, it'll be a separate app, Ryan. It'll be a separate app." But it's not. It's all in one. It's just an extra banner on the top, and it's got child protection on it, so that the kids can't get access to it. Yeah, so it does say there's going to be parental locks. Um, it didn't go into details about how they were, they were going to work. I'm assuming it will just be pin code, like edition. Um, yeah. But it also seems to suggest that you could adjust the the level of content available. Yeah. Oh, okay. So PG twelve. Well, I've t- I think we talked about this before, but the the kid accounts on Disney Plus are worthless. Yeah, opinion. but it won't be now, will they? Well, it works well on yes Netflix. No. It yes works no. well on Netflix. Because the problem is a lot of PG content is not on the kids' accounts. That's that's the point. Now, I've got no problem with my kids watching any content that's rated PG, but they do. So if they want to watch something that was given a PG rather than a U certificate, they can't watch it on their profile. They have to go to the adult's profile. So I yeah, think it seems a bit silly. It, it's ridiculous. It is when you're talking about things that are still kiddie films. You yeah. know, PG is parental guidance. Um, and, and look, you know, Snow White's a you. I'd say that's a 12. <laughs> um, <laughs> or 15. You'd have one trauma when you're little. <laughs> Two, because that was Triggered the first for the rest of your life. I was the first film I saw in a cinema as well, and it traumatised me then. Um, so, I think what they might do is let you choose what needs to have a pin code. So it could be that you know if it's uh, TV twelve or because the, the ratings are, are, are different, aren't they on on Disney Plus? Because I noticed on the on the Mandalorian, I think it's TV fourteen is the rating. For that, oh, okay. This is more of an American system, so because obviously they don't have BBFC certificates for for TV shows on on Disney Plus. So, um, so I wonder if they'll let you actually choose the tiers that you can, you know, kids can access without having to put in a pin code or something. And if so, it just means that I just remove the kids account completely. We have a family account, and I just have it set so that you know anything over a 12 or, or whatever we set it to, we'll need to, you know, have a pin code. Which will be 1111, because you think I'm remembering another pin code? You're all right. I've got too many other pin codes to worry about already. I'm not going to make a complicated Disney Plus one. 
But um, no, I thought it was good news. It's good news because I mean, then you're getting a whole year of double the content for a ten or more than what you paid last year when you were still getting a ten or cheaper. And I mean, yeah, that's look, great news. when when Craig said there about Netflix, right now, because I was looking at my package style on, on Netflix in in general, because I'm trying to work out what to do going forward. Because I've had Netflix pretty much since day one in the UK or month one in the UK. I've just never got rid of it. And I've upgraded it over time to get HD and stuff, but, you know, it is where it is. And for me to get the top tier, you know, to get 4K, which isn't relevant to me right now, but to get 4K and to get, like, four people being able to watch at one time, it's £14 a month. For seven ninety nine going forward a month, and obviously less than that if you buy a year up front, because then you only pay for ten months. You get ten people being able to watch that yeah. at any one time. You can have all different profiles. You've got access to all these films, historical films, uh, you know, new releases, Marvel, Star Wars, now this Fox content. There's so much stuff on Netflix, but there's so much crap there as well. And, and look, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there, there isn't crap on Disney Plus, because I think Jingle All the Way might be on Disney Plus. Yeah. You really do hate it, don't you? I really do hate it. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, obviously, you know, and we reviewed films on here, right? Not everything is, is great on Disney Plus, but the, the content that is there that is good is really good I feel like there's going to be a Fox Patreon only podcast coming in the future <laughs> no we don't we don't need a seventh show um, but yeah I, I, I just think when you compare it to your Netflixes and your Amazon Primes you know if you I mean I, I have Amazon Prime mainly for deliveries anyway but if I was paying just for the TV side of Amazon Prime I don't think it's very good value for money no, no, it's not. But it's it's folded into everything else. You get your Amazon Music if you want it. You get your free yeah. your deliveries right. and stuff. It's, that's what I'm saying. So, but mm-hmm. if you was if you just took it as a TV service, it's not great value for money. With yeah. everything else attached to it, yes, it's it's totally justifiable. I don't think Netflix is is that good. We were talking. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen Ted Lasso. Yeah. But we've start we we finished Ted Lasso. My wife has watched quite a few things now on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. And what we said is that you don't get the quantity of stuff on there compared to any other streaming service, but everything on there seems to be quality. I've watched quite a few of the, the things on Apple TV Plus, and they are they're great. Yeah. Proper solid. Yeah. But. All they've got is their own stuff. I mean, they've, they've strangely bought Snoopy. Yep. And uh, when they did The Long Way Up, they got all the back catalogue from The Long Way Round and The Long Way Down. Just so, so little things like that are starting to pop up on there. But they're getting into the realms of the season twos now of all their shows. So they'll be coming out this year. And they seem to be doing a big push in animation as well. Yeah, big focus for them is is animation and the animated stuff I've seen so far has been good. I'm not including Wolf Walkers because, you know, 
that's that's not that wasn't made for them they've they've bought that um but they do you know they've they've created quite a lot of original animated stuff or or commissioned a lot of original animated stuff and it's i know there's more in the pipeline nudge nudge wink wink so yeah that seems to be their angle but i think when you compare the cost of disney plus to your netflixes and your your amazons i think it's even with the price increase i think it's really good value for money yeah Mm-hmm. i agree excited mm. was there anything else uh not related to disney plus that people wanted to talk about um the only thing i was going to mention so the last couple years um disney have been doing these monthly releases where it's a a pin and a plush and sometimes a mug and sometimes <laughs> ears and sometimes 10,000 other things which is whoever came up with the idea of doing the monthly releases is an absolute genius because people are obsessed with them so they've decided for 2021 that it's going to be Stitch and Stitch has crashed his way into various different classic Disney movies they've put up on the Shop Disney social media um, a like little video and I think they show him showing up in Aladdin Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid. So I don't know if it's just the classic princess movies. I would imagine it's probably not. I assume it's that kind of like 90s kid era that they might be going for. But um, Sinead, I'm I'm just going to blow your mind. Yeah. They were were the original trailers for Lilo and Stitch. Oh, was it? Were they? So when Lilo and Stitch, and I'm talking a year before Lilo and Stitch came out. They were the yeah. teaser trailers for Lilo and Stitch. Was him getting in, and it was um, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, and Aladdin. There you go. And then normally they used to be extras on certain versions of Lilo and Stitch. Um, but that's that's where the inspirations come from. Oh, fair. Well, um, the first one is a Beauty and the Beast themed one. So there's a plush and there's a pin and they're going to get released on the 18th of each month, which I think seems to be the time that they do it or have done for the last few years. Um, So the first one is Beauty and the Beast and it's horrific. Yeah. It's really, really bad. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, you won't find uh, a, a many bigger Stitch fans than me huge fan of Stitch and when they announced this collection I was already a bit worried because obviously we've seen the Mickey and the Mini ones before and a lot of them especially the Mini ones were based around attractions you know some of them were quite cute and others of them were just an abomination yep. so my expectations for this line were, were, were quite low like he's I been saw through a blender <laughs> <laughs> he's died he's been dug up and then they've put him through a blender it's so weird because obviously he's not traditional stitch colours no. and then on top of that so he's kind of it, it, am I right in saying Sinead has got like a bit of a purpley kind of hue yeah like he doesn't He doesn't, like if I was to just like glance at him he wouldn't scream Beauty and the Beast to me it's just the fact that he has a rose in his mouth He's got he's got the stained glass kind of pattern on on him in bits, yeah, hasn't he as well? But yeah, I I knew it was using the beast because it said 
It's based on Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's bad when they have to spell it out to you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've only seen the first one so far, so we don't know what the other ones are going to be like. But if they're going to be yeah. like this, then... Um... Will Keith have something to say about it? Ooh. Oh, probably. He's <laughs> right. He loves a Disney Plus launch. <laughs> Did he get one? Doubt it. No, I don't think Kate carries for Stitch. Good. I, um... Stitch is overrated. He's rubbish. Shut up, bro. I did see. Look, my love for Stitch is because I loved it when it first came out. Like scared of Snow White, but you love Stitch. Are you yeah, having a laugh? Stitch ain't scary. <laughs> Stitch is cute. He's a misunderstood alien. Um, I did see Sinead though talking about Shop Disney. Um, I did see that they launched this new kind of called the Grayscale Collection or something. Yeah, this Mickey Mouse um... Collection. Yeah, it, I think it's up on Shop Disney UK and Shop Disney EU as well. Um, but they, they not... released they released the um, the spirit jersey, the Steamboat Willie spirit jersey. Did they? Yeah. It did. And when I when I saw it today, it was only available in extra small, so it must have been mm. out for a few days. <laughs> so I didn't get one, obviously. So I don't mm. need to wear something that tight. Um, but it was the same one we saw on Shop Disney US last year, where it was like the, the big fluffy bottom. one. Yeah, yeah. So I loved, I loved everything about the top half, and then it got to that split with the fluffy bit at the bottom, and I was like, <laughs> so I'm kind of glad I didn't have it in my size because that immediately made the decision not one that I could even contemplate. But yeah. shouldn't yeah. he just have a spirit jersey shop? I really kind of, you want a spirit jersey podcast? There's your there's another Patreon show. Oh, <laughs> spirit jersey podcast. I did actually suggest a shop Disney podcast. You did. You did. And I don't any use vague conversation, but like any vague conversation that happens, you're like, you should make podcast out of that. And I'm like, this is a singular mm. conversation, Greg. <laughs> we are literally planning uh, this or that sandwich wars because of you, Sinead. You're very welcome. You are very welcome. Really? There's a you can tell an awful lot about somebody based off what their like ideal sandwich is. Like if somebody turns around and it's like just a, a plain white bread ham and cheese sandwich, you've got to raise some questions. Yeah, if that's really someone's like that. ideal sandwich. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. But would it be a beef and pickle sandwich? I mean, to me, anything would be a beef and pickle sandwich, but that's besides but- the point. Or a tinned mackerel and poached egg sandwich. Oh yeah, no, again, Greg, you're gonna make me sick. Yeah, <laughs> again, it's not it's not really the, uh, the kind of sandwiches that Sinead would be eating already myself. Um, right, so I thought that, that another thing. I know we didn't bring this up in a production meeting, but I thought we would spend the last uh, half an hour of this uh, podcast and every podcast that we do listing off all the podcasts that we are involved in. Oh no. <laughs> No? Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. In that case, we won't. Um, but, um, you can all pick one. No, no, no. Everything's in the show notes. It's fine. Everything's in the show notes. Um, but no, I, I think I think that's pretty much it. I think we've gone on long enough. I think people are sick of us, aren't they? Sick of no, me. People, no, people love us. I hope so. I don't want people to hate us. They don't. They love us. Yeah. Patreon's going to go through the roof now with the new $4 tier. The $5 tier, yes, 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 you're right. Um, 
was there anything else that I've missed out not on? for me. No, not for me, I don't think. Blarmy, whole meal. Well, it's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's, the first, it's the first show. It's the beginning of January. The world is still on fire. And the wheels are turning. No, I can't remember what the words are to that song. Yeah. I used yeah. to be able to rap sing the world's that. Been burning since the, the, the world's been burning since the wheels been turning. We didn't start the fire. Went the wind and the wind. Maybe, maybe I'll play my, my Disney version. Of oh, has it, got, has it got Stitch in it? <laughs> mm. I don't think Stitch was mentioned in it, actually. Gold. I don't think Stitch Play it. The lyrics Put it on the end. Put I it on the not, end. You know what? People had to listen to that for two episodes in a row. I'm not. I'm not subjecting them to that again. Um, but thank you for joining us for year nine. Can't believe it's year nine. Um, thank you all for joining me on this episode. Thank you, dear listener, for downloading this episode. Uh, we will stick a poll up about when to do the next quiz, and we will do that. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of January slash early February. And we will see you for another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond in two weeks. And you've literally promised that. I have literally promised that. Literally. Namaste. K-Tams. Stay safe. Always K-Tams. Beef tomato, boiled rice, separate. It's always got to be separate. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.